here we go. This is week two of Soil Secrets, and I'm Matt Powers, your host. I'm an author, educator, seed saver, plant breeder, soil expert, and family guy, and I love this stuff. And I'm so grateful that you're here with me so that we can get into it together and talk about some of the most exciting things that make life more interesting, make life more exciting, and give us a clear pathway for how we can improve life in so many ways. So let's get into it. So biology is the key to all fertility is what we're talking about today. And this is one leg in regenerative soil. These overlapping, similar to like how permaculture has those overlapping like uh, circles, those concentric circles. This is kind of what I applied here because it's, it's, it's holistic. What we've done in science is study these each individually, you know, or individually, 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 and within these, right? And it's siloed our understanding and limited our understanding and combining them and being like, oh yeah, no, it, it's, it's all happening at the same time. It's electrical, it's physics, it's, it's chemistry, it's biological, it's all, it's, it's all happening at the same time. It's all part of the same package and system and cycle. And, and, and so we've been looking at the same thing from different angles, like the classic metaphor that, that people use, the elephant and the blind men, and they're each touching apart and they're describing it. And, and each one has a skewed perspective. That's, that, that's what we're trying to fix with this. And people are really excited about it because it's really giving them the insight and it's opening a door and it's and it's causing all these like breakthroughs. And for me, it changed everything. It changed the way I've, I view everything. So I'm really excited about it. So let's set some ground rules though, because what do I mean by fertility? Well, fertility is the potential for creation, right? So creative potential and, and, and it's reproduction, but it's also health. It's all these things, all, all these things. And in specific today, we're talking about the microbes within us and within the soil and how they unlock the nutrients for people and plants to live. So it's these microbiological organisms, these microbes. And they're the things inside of our guts that are releasing the nutrients that we need to live. So... It, the bacteria and fungi are inside. We we we've taken them in and and into into our bodies, and and how and there are internal digestion systems, and in nature, bacteria and fungi have external digestive systems. So, and. and and, and it's the plants that are there in situ that are like, okay, I'm here. And they're like sucking up the microbes themselves too, but also the nutrients that are there and exchanging just like with the ionic chemistry that they talk about that happens, that's real too. That's, that's not fake. Otherwise, all those crops like wouldn't grow. You know, like the chemistry actually like has a corollary in the biology they're sharing those things, but in very specific forms and very specific mounts at very specific times. 
and there are steps and linkages in an entire ecosystemic uh, economy that guarantees that there's like checks and balances and all these different things going on. So it's like totally different than chemical ag where we're adding like a purified element and, and it's and it's a salt, so it like dissolves in water. And then like these purified elements are like, I wanna bond with you. And they're a little bit crazy. And it's like, like, you know, biochar, you put just pure charcoal on stuff. It's like, and just soaks up the humus and everything and just desiccates things to a degree. Same thing with all these, all these purified chemicals. If it, if nitrogen is supposed to be part of organic compounds, then its job is to like pair with everything, right? So it's going to try to do that. And that's why, it, you know, it ruins the soil structure. So, so, so that's why microbes are just so incredibly important. And, and this is the updated soil food web map. What I did with mine was, was extend it by updating all the arrows and researching each arrow and then finding all the arrows that were left out of the USDA soil food web that was created many years ago with Dr. Elaine Ingham, of course, but there's been so many more studies since then, so many more studies. And as you can see, um, I, I, I color-coded the arrows this time. So we can actually see the different kind of relationships like consumed by, beneficial exchange, um, waste into soil organic matter, waste into plant food. The different colors suddenly tell us a totally different story. And I created, this is from regenerative soil, and I try to really create pictures to ponder. Because if I truly am representing nature properly, and I've done my job by getting out of the way, then it's nature we're looking at, and it will distill upon us understanding because it's, as you can see, it's an orchestration a symphony of interaction. And so we're going to unbox some of this today and show how beautiful this symphony really is. So I hope that you're excited. I hope that you're ready. Let's get into it. So all reproduction, all health, and all life is, is it's predicated on accessing those nutrients. In other words, without those nutrients, there's no reproduction, no health, and all life, that's like, you know, like the larger, you know, life forms are predicated on these smaller life forms. So everything, all these, all these nutrients are released by the microbiology. So it's like, they talk about the phytoplankton, the zooplankton, and all the tiny little things in the ocean, how like, if they're threatened, like everything's threatened above it in the, 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 the food web, the microbes are the fundamental layer of the food web for the earth within and without like inside our bodies like bacteria form clouds in the skies like that's so cool it's great that we now know that right recently like in in recent times proven but but it's also kind of concerning that we've got so little understanding of the actual world that we live in that we're like oh well maybe we shouldn't have done like you know all those things that we did right so so we're in a unique situation um so it, and it all starts in the soil and water and um the argument currently is that life began in the, like in the water films like uh in in shallow puddles that dry out and we can get wet 
in in the soil, you need water films and water at all to do all these things. So, you know, holistic <laughs> overlapping. So it, essentially the microbiome of the world has been depleted. Just like we talk about with the, the human microbiome, how they went, you know, to indigenous peoples in Africa and discovered, hey, the way they're eaten has so much more diversity in their gut microbiome. And we're missing that in modern times. And because of that, we have all these autoimmune diseases, they think. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a medical doctor, so I, I can't speak to that, you know, in, in depth. I want to interview some doctors about it, though, um, for a future book or just for fun, just to learn about this stuff. But I do know for my part, that the soil and the plants of the earth are missing their microbiomes to a large degree, which means that we're not ingesting the things that actually were, you know, repopulating our guts to continue to break down the food. Yeah. So there is corollaries, cousins, and overlap in the digestion, in the plant endophytes, plant surfaces and all sorts of things. So, so there is deep connection between all these things. And so I, that's why I want to investigate it. But what specific biology am I talking about? You know, I mean, you talked a lot about it, but let's, let's get into it, right? So bacteria, bacteria are prokaryotes, meaning they don't contain a nucleus or have organelle membranes. They have an external digestion, like I said, um, and that's just like mycorrhizal fungi, and they store nutrients in themselves. Uh, Todd Salemi of Organics Alive said that they're the black box in the, in the industry. He was like, they call them the black box. Um, uh, but they don't excrete them. This is why, like, you know, them, the, them being fed by the exudates doesn't, doesn't turn into, like, plant food that way unless they're small enough to pass through the meristem cells of the root tip then and only then can they be consumed by the plant um, or turned into endophytes that are biofertilizing. And we'll get into that. Uh, they reproduce with an abundance of food rather than produce greater waste. And you might remember this from high school biology and, and you're growing yeast and they're eating all the sugars. Remember this? You're like timing it. Um, that experiment uh, shows us how bacteria work. They just consume and reproduce. And so this is why protozoa and the nematodes are needed to release nutrients, these bacteria and body. And we'll get into protozoa and nematodes too in a second. So this is from regenerative soil. Um, but but like, like, who are we talking about? That was a generalization, Matt. Well, I mean, if we're gonna actually do this, we gotta know who these who these folks are. So you already kind of know some of these, right? Rhizobia. So um, these are uh, of the rhizobia family, the next two I'll be talking about. And rhizobium is the nodulating, the, the root nitrogen fixing bacteria that, that releases ammonia directly into the plant in exchange for sugars from the plant. This is what we inoculate our, our beans and peas with, right? So, so this is, and, and, and on the right here, that's a scotch broom. But scotch broom 
um, has both Caldaria and Rhizobium in it naturally. So I thought it was a good example. Um, this, we, we know this one and that's why I started with that. So it would show something that we're familiar with. So as we get more detailed, you see the value in knowing these, 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 these folks. I mean, I call them folks, <laughs> but they're microbes, but they have so much personality and utility and power that, you know, much respect. So uh, Brady Rhizobium, uh, it's a little different looking. And this is autumn olives, uh, I believe. Uh, yeah, I believe, or yeah, I believe. Um, this is from the Permaculture Student to the purple book I wrote four years ago now, five years ago, I don't know. But, but that's where this picture is from and it's labeled there, but that is Brady Rhizobia. And what is cool about that is they're the ones that produce so much that they leak it out. And then the soil food web economy can then share that nitrogen laterally. It is not the case that they're like, hey everybody, let's be friends. It's just, they make an excess. Okay, and it leaks out. Uh, but but remember, maybe 10 years, five years ago, 10 years ago, people were like arguing about this, like, no nitrogen fixer can share laterally. And it's like, rhizobium can't, but you just keep Googling rhizobium and not Brady rhizobium. And so it's, you know, it's a lot of, it, it's a lot of that when you get into this stuff and you're like, oh, so it is true. Like, like, for instance, Elaine, in my first book with her, no, second book with her, um, she said that, you know, the, the, the rhizobia will release amino acids. And certain types of rhizobia will. But certain types will release ammonium, or ammonia, excuse me. And, and that's literally what they teach in like all the universities. But what she was talking about was, was true, and hyper, but hyper specific.